the fact that the employee established a competing business and had sent 45 emails to his private email address was insufficient to prove a breach of confidentiality since there was no proof that the email was sent to a third party. Hello, listeners. This is Clint Littler Explains. Uh, My name is Jasper Hofstad. I'm an associate at the Clint Littler office based in Amsterdam. I'm your host for this podcast, of which the aim is to bring you, the listener, the basics of Dutch employment and labor law. Every episode, I will discuss with one of my colleagues one of his or her favorite topics, whereby, of course, the aim is to press out every juicy detail. And joining me at my desk today is Sander Teunissen. Sander is counsel here at Clint Littler and specializes uh, in reorganizations, incapability for work due to silkness, and privacy in employment law. Sander, can you shed some light on the topic we are about to discuss today? Hi Jasper, thanks for having me on this podcast. I'm excited to talk about business secrets and how employers can protect their business secrets. More specifically, I would like to discuss the following case. What if an employee sends business secrets from his company email address to his personal email address? Is this a breach of contract or a violation of some law? Well, I'm, um, I'm quite positive that you will explain this all to me later on in the podcast, but let's start with a general question. In what way can employers protect their business secrets under Dutch law? Uh, well, in general, there are two ways to protect the business secrets. The first one is the Trade Secret Act. It's a Dutch act. And that Trade Secret Act stipulates that the unauthorized access, sending, copying, or use of business secrets is in principle unlawful. Only business information that has potential commercial value is protected under this law. And moreover, employers need to demonstrate that they have taken reasonable measures to protect their business secrets. Think of IT measures, but also confidentiality clauses in employment agreements. However, this law is not a full law which prohibits employees from disclosing confidential information. There are some justifications, such as the freedom of speech or the so-called whistleblower's protection. Yeah, that was uh, introduced lately by by the whistleblower directive, right? Which is issued by the EU. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So besides the Trade Secret Act, we also have the, in general, the provision of a confidentiality clause and a IP clause in employment agreements to prevent employees from disclosing business secrets. Usually, the employment agreement also contains a penalty clause, which states that the penalty of, for example, 1,000 euros must be paid by the employee to the employer in case of a breach of the confidentiality clause. So there are two options. We have the uh, we have the general law, but this is not this is not help in every case. So therefore, employers will, will also usually want to include confidentiality clause in the employment agreements, uh, which is also done, and then a penalty clause, which must be very deterring also for the employee. Okay, let us just zoom in on the confidentiality clause for a, for a bit. Um, what is common practice here? Our common practice is that the employer includes in a draft employment agreement a confidentiality clause. As far as I can see in my practice, there is almost no debate on the wording of this clause. Employees just accept this clause as it is. And employees tend to focus on the wording of the competition clause and the business relations clause, but leave the confidentiality clause 
unamended. And uh, we discussed earlier that uh, Eric, uh, our colleague, is also talking about uh, the competition clause in this yeah, podcast. The non-compete clause uh, is further explained in one of our other podcasts, which I can refer you to. As any provision in employment agreements, the confidentiality clause needs to be interpreted. Therefore, the wording of such clause is of major importance. If a confidentiality clause is ambiguous, courts will interpret the clause in an employee-friendly way. Okay, so um, with respect to the consequences of the confidentiality clause, you say... Well, and in, in terms of uh, trying to invoke this clause, uh, the wording of the clause is of major importance. And in that respect, what would you advise our clients here? A confidentiality clause which forbids all communications with external parties about the employer is not only unenforceable due to a breach of fundamental rights of freedom of speech, but also weakens the confidentiality, since it is not clear what information the employer is actually trying to protect. So this clause, a very broad clause, will be interpreted in an employee-friendly way. A very broad confidentiality clause is not enforceable because employers generally want their employees to publish on LinkedIn about the company and to call potential customers. And I know it's easy to say, but employers need to be precise in what they want to protect. If an employer, for example, recruits a sales manager, includes specifically that sales information is part of the confidential information that may not be disclosed by the employee. So what seems to be of great importance is to tailor the clause to the specific position of the employee and to include what information is considered as confidential and what not and what in relation to the specific position. Are there any other parts that are of importance here? Well, what I find interesting is that most confidentiality clauses forbid employees to disclose business information to third parties. The question is, who is a third party and what do you think, Jasper? Yeah, well, considering that there are, are in fact two parties to an agreement, uh, party number one often is the employer and party number two is the, is the employee, I would say that any other party is a third party. So let's say a party who is not part to the agreement. Yes, I agree. But that, does that also mean that a colleague is a third party? Well, yeah, in a very strict interpretation, one would say that indeed, but I already feel something going wrong here. Yes, correct, uh, because you want your uh, employees to communicate with each other about business confidential information. So you don't want to have a confidentiality clause that forbids this. So in my view, this should be excluded from the confidentiality clause, for example, using a last paragraph under the confidentiality clause which states something like this unless such disclosure is necessary during the performance of work it would be wise to include that last part of this clause but on the other hand for both parties it must be clear that the employee may disclose information for example about a client to a colleague or to conclude a new sales contract so that is um, that is all clear to me. So at the surface, it seems like well, it's easily uh, a, a confidentiality clause is often just accepted by the employee, uh, nothing to contest. But in practice, uh, you have to tailor the the confidentiality clause to to the to the position. And at the same time, there is also general law prohibiting a breach of trade secrets. 
let's now discuss the question that you asked me at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, what if an employee sends confidential information from his business email address to his personal email address? Is this a breach then of the confidentiality clause? Well, excellent question. I have done some uh, case law digging into this question and the answer is not that easy to give. As always in employment law, the answer depends on the facts and circumstances. However, I can shed some light on this question. Quite recently, the Court of Appeal in Leeuwarden ruled in the following case. A law firm did not extend a fixed-term employment agreement with one of his lawyers. The lawyer emailed some documents from the law firm email address to his private email address. After the employment agreement ended, he started his own legal practice. The law firm then argued that the lawyer breached his confidentiality clause by emailing documents to his personal email address. There was no necessity to email the documents to his private email address and the lawyer benefited from having those documents to establish his new legal practice. The Court of Appeal ruled, however, in favor of the employee, considering that the law firm did not sufficiently demonstrate that the lawyer shared the documents with a third party. As a result, the Court of Appeal ruled that the lawyer did not breach his confidentiality clause. The Court of Appeal further ruled that the law firm did not prove that the lawyer published the documents. According to the Court of Appeal, the Trade Secrets Act was also not violated. The same Court of Appeal in uh, Leeuwarden also ruled in another case that sending an email to the partner of an employee requesting to print documents in an email was also not a breach of the confidentiality clause. This because the employee was on the road and with clients most of her work and the employer did not provide the employee with a printer at home. A reasonable outcome, I would say. And in line with those two rulings, the Court of Appeal in Den Bosch also considered that the mere fact that an employee sent emails from his business email address to his personal email address does not constitute a breach of confidentiality. The fact that the employee established a competing business and had sent 45 emails to his private email address was insufficient to prove a breach of confidentiality since there was no proof that the email was sent to a third party. Well, that, that all uh, seems quite interesting. And if you ask me, apart from the second case, the other two cases just, for me, seem to be incorrect. Because if you look at the goal of sharing this confidential information, it is meant to, yeah, as you already said, to start a competing business. Would this then also mean that if the employee does not breach the confidentiality clause and if he sends then confidential information to his personal email address, does this mean then that employers cannot claim a penalty or damages? Well, what you're saying is totally true because it's a matter of interpretation. And as I will demonstrate now, there are two ways to interpret these uh, court rulings. And there are two remarks I want to make relating to this issue. The first remark is that not all courts agree with the approach we just discussed. I will illustrate this with another case. During discussions on an amicable settlement between an employer and employee to terminate the employment agreement, and one day before registering a domain name by the uh, employee for a competing business, the employee sent an email 
from his business email address to his personal email address containing all price lists of the employer. The Court of Appeal in Amsterdam ruled that this was a breach of the confidentiality clause, considering that there was no legitimate reason for sending the price list to his personal email address. And in addition to that, the Court of Appeal in The Hague ruled that sending confidential documents to the partner of an employee was in fact also a breach of the confidentiality clause. Yeah, well, that is then that is an, a quite remarkable, of course, because then we have two courts uh, stating the first and two other courts, as it seems, on the same merits or uncomparable merits, say the other. So it seems to me that there is not yet uh, one line in these court cases. No, that's correct. Um, and as far as I can see, and I've done some digging, there's no Supreme Court uh, rule on this matter yet. So we have to wait what the uh, Supreme Court will say about this. And so this, this was then the first remark. You also had a second remark because this, because this primarily relates to circumstances of the case. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, my second remark is that even if a court rules that sending an email to a personal email address is not a breach of confidentiality, there are still ways to ensure that information is not leaked to third parties. Recently, the court of Amsterdam ruled, again in a case regarding an employee establishing a, a competing business, that an employee must delete all confidential information from his personal email and laptop and all other document carriers, which the employee then must demonstrate by a statement of a third party such as an accountant. And what was the reason that he had to do so? What, what? Well, so if you cannot demonstrate to a court that your confidentiality clause was breached because it was not sent to third parties, you can still ask a court to rule that the documents must be destroyed from the personal laptop and personal email from, from that employee. All right, all right. So that is, I think that is really insightful for our listeners as well. So still, if, if there is no breach, if the confidentiality clause is drafted correctly, you can still order a deletion of all confidential information based on that same confidentiality clause. Well, um, that was very insightful. As a small 60-second recap, Sander, what, what should our listeners absolutely take home from this conversation? A couple of things to take home. The first one is that you, as an employer, need to think about how you draft your confidentiality clause, especially uh, with uh, employees in business-sensitive positions. So th think about that. The, the second part is, if an employee sends an email to his personal email address, there are various routes to prevent uh, leaking business information to third parties. So that's what I want to give away uh, in this podcast. All right. Thank you very much, Sander. Duly noted. This was it. We are done for today. I say thanks to Sander. I say thanks to you, the listeners of our podcast, for your interest in Dutch employment and labor law. And I hope you will join us again for our next episode. If you wish, you can subscribe to Clint Littler Explains and we will always be delighted to receive a review. If you have any questions, as always, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Sander and I will be happy to assist in any of your employment law matters. <laughs>